0: Hi again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 605. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. Uh, Please specify, tell us whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're free, including postage and handling. I've got a strong message from the Word of God. I've got uh, letters and I've got music. But right now, let's go to the throne of the Lord and ask the Lord to anoint this service. To anoint this program father um, with all my heart I call on you to anoint me for this uh, I know that it's uh, from you it's of you it's for you and it's for the lost souls in the world and also for the body of Christ which uh, doesn't happen to be the Catholic Church or any false religion You've told us uh, to stay away from those, and uh, we do. Lord, we ask you that you open the hearts and souls of everyone in our listening audience, and that they are able to, so that they'll be able to receive in their mind, their heart, their spirit, their soul, the things that you have already prepared for us before the foundation of the earth. Lord, rebuke Satan destroy his works everywhere those that are rising up against your work do as you did with joshua lord uh, if the whole body of christ will be good to one another that will work together as one body then we will see through prayer and through obedience to your word we'll see the coming of the Lord very soon and we'll see the actual works of the Lord happen as never before on this earth except when you are here on this earth and even more will we see because it's your will that we be one body and that all the members stay in the place every member of your body you're the head and every member of the body be where they're supposed to be with zeal all zeal and wisdom and understanding lord in uh, rebuke satan destroy his works in jesus mighty name open doors for us in jesus mighty name and everyone says amen amen
1: Amen.
0: praise the lord now here's the former Alamo we want all these souls to the lord sue and i did this is the former uh, Alamo Brothers Quartet uh, singing for you. Jesus is coming soon. Only one of them remains. That's why we know that the Lord uh, that people backslide because we're on the front lines. The people that are in uh, TV ministries, most of them don't know what it's like to be so uh, big, soul street witnessing or soul witnessing. They've uh, they see people backsliding. And they know they're on their way to hell because they're living lives of uh, violence and homosexuality and drugs and fornication and adultery, and they just won't admit it. They want to sugarcoat everything for you. But three of these people have been um, have left the church, uh, left there uh, because they were afraid of the government rather than the Lord, the Antichrist government. And uh, my next message, not today, but tomorrow will be, I'm going to explain to you who the Antichrist is and that he's right here on earth today. But here uh, is the former Alamo Brothers Quartet to sing for you. And this is, they were telling the truth at one time. Jesus is coming soon.
1: Troublesome times. times are here Filling men's hearts, hearts with fear Freedom we all hold dear Now is that day, Humbling your heart to God Saves from the chastening rod Seek the way pilgrims trod Christians away Jesus is coming soon From the chilly sound. sound, all of the dead shall rise, righteous be in, in the, the sky, going where knowing no one I know I know I where dies, heavenward bound. The love of so many cold, losing
0: their homes of gold, this and God's word is told, evil's about. Come to pass, nearing the end at last. It will come very fast, trumpets will sound. Um, one of them uh, might make it still. The other three, uh, they're not bound for heaven anymore. Uh, they were stealing from the church. What we had a clothing store in Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, just one person opened up their own business, and they're using our telephones and using church telephones to open his own silver business. Another one would bring um, different items that he would buy and bring them into the store. And when somebody would want to buy something from the Alamo of Nashville, what he would do is say, well, why don't you buy this? And he'd take it out of his pocket and sell it to them. And um, the other one gave away property uh, when they arrested me for on false charges railroaded me. I let him be in charge with uh, some others and they all uh, turned on us uh, and uh, gave the property in Florida that we had on South Beach gave it away and uh, it's I'm just you know it just goes to show that these people didn't ask permission to do the things they were doing and if they would have I would have told them no you uh, you can't do that because uh, i'm in charge and uh, they did it and so they're gone and rightly so mm-hmm. now there's a lot of other people if um who, who think that they can keep uh, uh satan's follow satan's commands and disregard the lord's commands well they're going to be in sad shape i have some letters this evening sharon where's the first one from
2: from ghana africa
0: okay let's hear what they have to say
2: dear beloved pastor Peace and blessings be unto you in the precious name of our Lord and Savior, who died and resurrected to save us from our sins.
0: Okay. I'd like to mention also that that song, Jesus, is coming soon. uh, Jesus said to me, that's how I got saved, is he shut my ears off in an office, and I felt the Spirit of God. I didn't know what it was. I just thought it was a uh, sun lamp above me or something, and it wasn't. It was the Spirit of the Lord. And it uh, shut my ears off and started speaking through my body, my uh, arms, legs, feet, chest, everything. And he, um, he said, I am the Lord thy God. Stand upon your feet and tell these people in this room about the Lord Jesus Christ and that he's coming back to earth again or thou shalt surely die. So all of you that think that Jesus is sweet Jesus and that he doesn't threaten people, I know that you don't know the Lord, okay? And you don't read the Bible, so it's impossible for you to know him unless he visits you as he did the Apostle Paul and others like Moses and like myself. He actually made me know he was there. And so when I thought I was crazy in the office in Beverly Hills, I started to try to get up, and I couldn't because that beam was down on me, took all the strength out of my body. It just everything slipped away, and I'm a very strong person. And uh, he just says, um, doubt not, I am the Lord thy God. Stand up on your feet and tell these people about the Lord Jesus Christ and that he's coming back to earth again. In other words, Jesus is coming soon. That's how this ministry um, started as far as I'm concerned with Susie. It started 25 years before that. She saw Jesus, his hand come down when she was in a sick bed and uh, she had tuberculosis when she's just a little girl, and she was about ready to die. The uh, the the room was filled full of angels. I, uh, outside of myself, I've never known anybody that had more supernatural experiences than her. And uh, the place, the, her little room, she contacted the tuberculosis from her dad who caught it while he was in the, the army, and through there the people from the uh, little mission across the street that were holding services in a garage, came down uh, into the room in the confusion and everything, and they gathered around her bed and uh, laid hands on her and prayed for her to be healed. And she saw the hand of Jesus come down and touch her chest, and she was healed. Uh, When she was married to me years later, uh, Dr. Vampa in Hollywood, uh, Her arm was dislocated, so he said, bring her in. He was a good friend of mine, still is, if he's still alive. And he said, Tony, uh, uh, he called me on the phone. He said, is Susie listening? And I said, no. He said, her whole lungs, did you know that her lungs are just black? And I said, yes, she had tuberculosis, and the Lord healed her. He said, I don't understand how she can even be alive. Her uh, lungs are all eaten, they're, they're black from uh, whatever it was. And I said, It was tuberculosis. So he said, Wow, that's, I've never seen anything like that before in my life. And so the Lord healed her that day when she was just a little girl. And then she went on to, uh, uh, she saw the Lord appearing while he was coming from the sky. He had a red robe on, and his hair was, uh, com- he was coming down fast. His hair was uh, up above him as he was descending. And she saw all these different symbols and animals in the air, which was symbolic of the different countries that would be rising up and falling in these last days. And uh, she had a vision from the Lord that she'd be preaching the gospel in the last days in a wedding gown. And then when I met Sue, she says, uh, she told me that this was going to happen. So we went downtown, Los Angeles. she wanted to uh, look for that wedding gown. And so we weren't even married or even thinking about getting married. She always wanted an older man, a distinguished man with gray hair. As a matter of fact, I was nine years younger than her, and she kept wanting me to uh, make little silver streaks in my hair with uh, by... Because she was a beautician and she wanted to put holes in cardboard to pull my hair through there, and then bleach it out, and I said, "No way, I'm not going to do it." But uh, she, uh, we looked and looked, and we never found the dress. And then after she passed away, there's a woman in Fort Smith, uh, uh, Arkansas, that we uh, went over to. I went over to her. And uh, she had a place called the House of Wigs or something. And she uh, and Susie were very good friends. And I said, would you help me with Susie to do her makeup and do her hair? And she said, yes, it was actually a wig because uh, her hair fell out when she was taking chemotherapy. And uh, so uh, this uh, I know that Jesus is coming soon and so uh we i said pick a uh, we went into her closet and it was a huge closet that sue and i had and uh, we couldn't find anything suitable all the things that were in there were the things that susie wore on the television programs we were on television for 10 years and all the tv ministries have copied the way that we dressed and uh, all that because we were from hollywood and we were people thought we were the best uh, in the uh, world at that time. And of course, uh, we were like the darlings of television everywhere. We'd go to a mall. People would mob us and want our autographs and everything. And, um, so we couldn't find anything in the closet that would be fitting for her funeral. So we went to a department store in Tulsa because Susie died in Tulsa. And, um, we went to a department store there, and we couldn't find anything, and then I saw a bunch of white dresses hanging up. They were long, real long. I said, what about those? She says, those are wedding gowns. She says, uh, I said, well, you know, that looks like it would be great, you know, so go ahead. I had, honest to God, totally forgotten about those. Uh, the, that vision she had that she'd be preaching the gospel in a wedding gown in the last days. And that's why I know that she's going to be raised from the dead uh, in the last days. But it, uh, and uh, because the Lord told us that. And she said, it's going to be a long time. But Tony, uh, God's going to raise me from the dead. And you and I will be the two witnesses. And I really don't know anybody on the face of this earth that is more hated than Sue and myself. The entire government is against our church uh, and myself and Susie. They wouldn't leave her alone even in death, uh, this Antichrist government, because we're the ones that really have exposed the true gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and didn't hold anything back. And the reason we do that, because the Lord says, if anyone is ashamed of me and my words, any part of the Bible, then the Lord also will be ashamed of you before God's holy angels, and the father so uh, if i were you i wouldn't be ashamed of uh, the lord's words or ashamed of god because those that are ashamed of him uh, that are too frightened to preach the word of god the way it really is they're going to be in the lake of fire with adulterers fornicators homosexuals every kind of devil there is so you know we ha- i have the upper hand i know what the word of god says and i know what the lord told me and what he told susie and uh, so anyway we got the dress and uh, i uh, was going to go back and help them dress and the lord said no you stay right here in the lobby of the funeral parlor and so the sisters came over and uh, this lady uh, that was with the house of Hairs, i think it was uh, they went in there and i just sat and um waited and i cuz i wanted to see you know that they were i wanted to her husband but the government kept saying no she belongs to them no she doesn't uh she belongs to god she's god's little baby is what who she is and so all of a sudden um, uh susie i heard her voice um, before god may god strike me dead she says i'm pretty daddy and i says honey i know you are raised my hands because i knew it was the lord letting her say that to me and uh, the minute that that second that that happened the doors opened and said she's ready for you to see and so i went into the room where she was laid in the in the uh, casket and uh, uh, an incredible Fear came all over me because she was dressed in that wedding gown—the one that she said that she was going to be raised from the dead and preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ to the world. And so, uh, so I know, uh, you know, that Jesus is coming soon. I'm the first one that really, and I'm still doing it, telling people that and telling them that you're not to be ashamed of any of the words of God. Now, the government is saying that, uh, you know, women can't be married when they reach puberty. When the Lord says he can't, you can. And they're saying that uh, there's uh, uh, polygamy is of the devil, uh, which, I mean, and then they're blaming me for being a polygamist. But the, I'm not ashamed of the Bible. The Bible says that uh, Moses was a polygamist and that uh, David was a polygamist and Solomon was a polygamist. And there are many people in the Bible that have 16 wives, and they had many children. And uh, others had like 70 sons, and uh, didn't even mention how many daughters he had. Do you remember who that was? Gideon. Amen? Amen. All right, so, and it goes on and on. There's uh, many, so many instances, and there's never one condemnation saying, all polygamists shall spend eternity in, in hell. It doesn't say that at all, but all these people are the most highly esteemed people in the Bible. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ because it's the power of God unto salvation to those and only those that believe. And I believe. And so I preach it. Uh, It's also okay to be a eunuch. I'm not a eunuch, and uh, the Lord has never told me to do it. If he did, I would be at this late age. I'm almost 74 years old. But any of you people that are ashamed... And Reverend Hagee over in Alamo City, uh, San Antonio, you're a liar. You said that homosexuals and polygamists will go to hell. You're ashamed of the gospel, and you're a liar, and the truth is not in you. And you're ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And all you people, now they're arresting people because they get married when they're 16 years old. I don't believe in forced marriages. I don't believe in forcing anything on anybody because the Lord doesn't even do that. And we're going to come to scriptures here uh, every day telling you that the Lord doesn't force anybody. He says you're free moral agents, and that's the way it is. And you can do uh, whatever you want, but if you murder somebody, you're supposed to be put to death. And that's why I'm saying to all you people that are committing what people call Uh, it's just first-degree murder when they're murdering these babies and they're saying it's abortion, and it's not really a a human being. You'll find that when you stand before the judgment bar of God. And I'm going to let you know who Antichrist is from the book of John. Uh, Not today, but tomorrow. Lord willing. And uh, you're Antichrist if you're ashamed of Christ, Uh, his words, God, his words, God, his people. You're going to hell, and I'm so happy that God let me be the one to tell you. All right, let's finish that letter then.
2: I'm very glad that God has given the world somebody who teaches his word in a way that transforms and brings to repentance the lost souls. I personally have been transformed from my iniquities through reading your literature.
0: right, now I'm not preaching that people should be polygamists because... I believe that only is to happen if God tells people to be a polygamist. But uh, who is the government but Satan himself that's telling people that you can't believe the Bible uh, because the Bible says that if we're ashamed of the Bible, then we're going to hell. Of course, this is Satan's government. Anybody that would tell you that you can't believe the Bible, uh, God put your hand on and put shut their mouths. However you do it, Father God, in Jesus' mighty name. Okay, then what?
2: I'm very thankful to the Almighty God and you, Pastor Lamo, for winning my soul for Christ. I did not want to be selfish, so I have shared the good news with the Scripture Union in my school. And in fact, it will amaze you to know that your literature has touched many hearts in this school. Also, it's really helping in the evangelism steps that we are taking.
0: It doesn't surprise me at all. Millions are being saved through my ministry. Through our literature, through uh, that the Lord has given me, and through the radio broadcast, through the Internet, every kind of way there is. We witness and testify on the streets while the rest of you entertain each other with false doctrine in your phony church services. You're like angels, uh, posing as angels of light, and you're really the devil. You're the great falling away from the Lord. Now, if you're you're not ashamed of the Lord's word, then get out there and preach it. Because God is with me just as he was with Joshua. God is with me just as he was with Moses. And God's going to be with me just as he was with every uh, major person of God. And you people sitting in churches and receiving that kind of garbage from Haggy and all the others, uh, you're not uh, of the Lord at all. Man does not live, but by every word, every word that proceeds from the mouth of the living God. For Hagee to say that, he's calling Moses of the devil. He's calling the psalmist David of the devil. God never condemned David for uh, uh, polygamy. He condemned him because he had sex with another man's wife. And then he sent him out on the front lines to be killed. So you people do that, you commit adultery and fornication, you go to porn parlors, you lust in front of the television sets with uh, pornography and all sorts of things, and yet uh, you like to condemn the people of the Lord that preach uh, the things of God that are approved by God. You are not to be a polygamist if uh, God doesn't tell you to do that. Most of you people can't even support your own wife and children you think that going to prostitutes as of the Lord here, this is not so? Okay, you have to repent and believe the gospel. You must believe God's word. And don't condemn those of us that are proud of God's word for preaching it. You can look at the Bible yourself and see that what I'm telling you is the truth. Okay, what else, Sharon?
2: Also, our scripture union in the school now uses your literature and teaching.
0: Good. Praise the Lord. Amen. Then what else?
2: We always enjoy your explanations and how wonderfully you highlight the Word of God with the quotations from the Bible. Your words are with power, which gives us, the students, the full understanding that we need to grow in the Spirit. It is for these reasons that I, the senior scripture representative of my school, am writing so that we can be broadcasting the Word of God. We're requesting your help by sending us some more of your Christian literature, Bibles, Bible dictionaries, your book, The Messiah, and your teaching cassettes or discs to aid our Christian lives. Please help us children who want to know more about our Creator and His Word. I'm sure that your toil to bring us these materials will not be in vain. I have the faith in Christ that one day we will be successful like you in spreading the gospel. God richly bless you. Your convert in Christ, Richard Akpong, from Kumasi, Ghana, Africa.
0: All right. And then we have another uh, letter. We have many letters, but we can only do one or two per program because we wouldn't be able to get the message across to you if we did more. Okay, then what, go ahead and read this one. Where is it from?
2: Port-au-Prince, Haiti, West Indies. Okay. Dear Pastor, I greet you in the precious name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. I received the tracts that you sent me. I thank you very much, and the last one has helped me greatly to evangelize in a way that has saved souls for Christ. I would like you to continue to send me tracts in order to continue to do the work. In other words, I would like to receive from you a Bible dictionary and a French Bible concerning the translation of cassettes. I can surely help you to translate them into French. And B, my size is medium and small. Cordially yours. Sister Martine Confier from Port-au-Prince, Haiti.
0: Okay, now we're going to be reading from the book of Luke, chapter 9, and verse 1. There's so many different beautiful passages in this uh, chapter, and there's so much to say. I just pray that we'll be able to get through it. So, uh, chapter 9 states, and then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils including the Pope, uh, the presidents, the former presidents and all their staff and all the people that believe, the, uh, do not believe the word of God but believe Satan and gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. So we people have the power to uh, cure your diseases. That is, if you're saved. But if you're not of the Lord, you can't be healed of these diseases. Verse 2, and he, Jesus, sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Wow, that's really something, to preach the kingdom of God. Well, uh, the Lord said that the kingdom of God comes not with observation. We can't see it. And yet, uh, in the same chapter, he tells people that uh, before you die, you're going to, uh, many of you will see the kingdom of God. Well, I'll explain that a little bit later. Because you're going to see the kingdom of God. That means that, well, I'll explain it right now. Yeah, you've seen all these miracles and all that. You're going to see... Some of you, you're going to see that I was dead and buried, and that I rose from the dead. That's the kingdom of God, because the Lord is the kingdom of God, and the spirit that enters into us is the kingdom of God. And he rose up, and he ascended into heaven, and he became the life-giving spirit. And when we pray to him and ask him to come into our hearts, he will come into your heart and bring his father and the holy spirit with him because all three of them are god and all three of them are the holy spirit and so he will live in you and uh, work in you but he tells us you know to take up the cross and follow him anyone that won't do that was going to lose their eternal life everyone that will not deny themselves and take up the cross and follow him will lose their life. The reason that people don't do that is because they love this present world. They think that it's fun to not have Jesus as their savior. They think it's fun to walk in darkness and not have the God that gives you power and authority over all devils and to cure all diseases. And so he sends all these disciples. He gives them the power uh, to go out and preach the gospel and to heal the sick and uh, then he instructs them uh he said unto them take nothing for your journey okay how many of you christians out there would take nothing for your journey that you just leave your house and money and everything he uh, says he says take nothing for your um journey neither staves nor script neither food bread neither money neither have two coats apiece all right now it's Sharon Uh, let's start reading you start reading verse 4 and onward
2: and whatsoever house ye enter into there abide and thence depart.
0: Okay, so how many people's houses would you be able to go into? This means that you have to have zeal to be a Christian then and also today. Okay, then what?
2: Verse 5, and whosoever will not receive you, when ye go out of that city, shake off the very dust from your feet for a testimony against them.
0: Okay, and so a lot of people think that, oh no, you're supposed to just keep the staying there. And preach to them, no, you're not to care one thing about them. Shake the dust of your feet off to the whole town. Get out of there and go to somebody that will believe the gospel. Now, verse 6.
2: And they departed and went through the towns, preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. Verse and seven. He, they
0: had the power to heal as well. The Lord gave it to them, and he gives it to those of us that are of the Lord today. He lives in us, and it's him doing the healing. All right? And if you don't have the faith to believe that, then don't call yourself a Christian yet. Not a full grown, grown up uh, fullness of the Lord Jesus Christ in you yet. You must have the gifts. Otherwise, you're worthless. Okay? Too many people are having parties, birthday parties, and exalting one another. But the Lord says that He wants us to uh, preach the gospel and to heal everywhere. Then, verse 7.
2: Now Herod the Tetrarch heard of all that was done by him, and he was perplexed because that it was said of some that John was risen from the dead. Verse 8, And of some that Elias had appeared, and of others that one of the old prophets was risen again. Verse 9, And Herod said, John have I beheaded, but who is this of whom I hear such things? And he desired to see him.
0: Right, everybody wants to see Jesus. But the people that are on earth that are uh, not receiving him, they're going to pray for the rocks and mountains to fall on them when he comes back. All right, then what?
2: Verse 10. And the apostles, when they were returned, told him all that they had done. And he took them and went aside privately into a desert place belonging to the city called Bethsaida. Verse 11. And the people, when they knew it, followed him. And he received them and spake unto them of the kingdom of God, and healed them that had need of healing. Verse
0: 12. I see, because we have that power. The government doesn't have that power. As a matter of fact, what they're trying to do, what they're doing is killing everybody that they possibly can. Special interest groups lobby and uh, that it's all right to put all these uh, poisons in food. And greedy politicians do it. And people just adore these greedy politicians that are exalting themselves, but they can't do anything for you. Uh, what they're doing is everything gets worse and worse because of them. Now, it's say uh, you don't even have any future except in Christ. If you uh, come to Christ, you have a great future. Then what?
2: And when the day began to wear away, they came...
0: Now, I love that. When the day began to wear away. Like the clothes that you wear, wear away. And every day it wears away until it becomes night. Okay, so, and when the day began to wear away, uh, then came the twelve. Okay, and then what?
2: And said unto him, send the multitude away, that they may go into the towns and country round about, and lodge, and get fixed. Now, this is
0: the disciples saying to Jesus, commanding him what to do. He's, they're commanding God what to do. They're saying, send the multitude away. That they may go in, into the towns uh, co- uh, into the towns and country, round about and lodge and get victuals or food, for we are here in a desert place. In other words, they're pretending to be more benevolent, more merciful than Jesus himself. They got a little puffed up when they were out there preaching and laying hands on people, and they were being healed. But let's, let's see what the the Savior says. But Jesus said, verse thirteen, unto them, "Give you them to eat." And they said, uh, "We have no more, of them but five loaves and two fishes. Except we should go and buy meat for uh, all this people." So continue on with verse fourteen.
2: For they were about five thousand men, and he.
0: Now, he doesn't even mention the women and children, but 5,000 men. Okay, then what?
2: And he said to his disciples, Make them sit down by fifties in a company. Verse 15. And they did so and made them all sit down. Verse 16. Then he took the five loaves and the two fishes, and looking up to heaven, he blessed them and brake and gave to the disciples to set before the multitude. Verse yeah, 15. it
0: was a particular situation here. You know, the, these people were hungry, and the Lord wanted to show that he is the bread of life. Uh, He he wanted the people to eat bread that he gave them. He said in another place, it isn't Moses that gave you that manna, that bread on the ground, but it was my father that gave it to you. Okay, so I'm going to show you I'm the bread of life, and so I'm going to bust all these pieces, these uh, five loaves up, and the two fishes, and then I'm going to feed every one of these 5,000 men, their women and children. Then what?
2: Verse 17. And they did eat and were all filled. And there was taken up of fragments that remained to them twelve baskets.
0: So there was more than enough for the five thousand men, the women, the children, plus twelve baskets left over. Okay, verse 18.
2: And it came to pass as he was alone praying, his disciples were with him. And he asked them, saying, Whom say the people that I am? Verse 19. They answering said, John the Baptist but some say Elias.
0: Elias means Elijah. And then what?
2: And others say that one of the old prophets is risen again. Verse 20, He said unto them, But whom say ye that I am?
0: Yeah, who do you say I am? You're supposed to be my disciples. Here, let's see. And then Peter answering said,
2: The Christ of God.
0: The very Messiah, the Christ of God. In other words, uh, God with us. I'm God, the Word, then what? And the Word is what we eat, the bread of life. The Word of God, the whole Word of God, is the whole bread of life. And if you are ashamed of the manna, the food, the bread of life from heaven, then I'm ashamed of you. And the holy angels are ashamed of you, and you will not enter heaven by twisting and saying that these things are evil and satanic. This is blasphemy of the Holy Spirit for you to say That the people of God are wicked and are blasphemers. You blaspheme God by saying that his servants that kept those commandments were like devils. No, you want to know something. You look in the mirror, look in the word of God and see you're the devil. And you, anyone that says that the word of God is Satan, you have very likely, I believe you have blasphemed the Holy Spirit. Because the word of God is spirit, and it is eternal life. Okay, then go on.
2: Verse 21, And he straightly charged them and commanded them to tell no man that thing. Verse 22, saying, The Son of Man must suffer many things, and be rejected of the elders and chief priests and scribes, and be slain. Okay,
0: now look at that sentence. It says, the Son of Man must suffer many things. And everybody, the Bible says, Jesus said that all that live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer many things, will suffer persecution, and be rejected of the elders and the chief priests. We're rejected by all the false religions in this world. They're our worst enemies. There isn't anyone that's more of an enemy to us than the religions and the people that call themselves Christians. They uh, refuse to communicate with Jesus. And Jesus, we, those of us that are the body of Christ, are the actual continuation of the Lord's incarnation here on earth. And so, look at the ones that are rejecting him. The Son of Man must suffer many things. And he did. And even more. And be rejected of the elders. In other words, the church people and the chief priests. And uh, what else, Sharon? And the scribes? The ones that do the writing? And the Son of Man, the Lord Jesus, must be slain. And be raised again on the third day. Raised the third day. In verse 23, Sharon.
2: And he said to them all, If any man will come after me, let him deny... Okay, here
0: it is, folks. And if you're going to be a Christian, if any of you are going to be Christians uh, and will come after me, that means that you're going to be a real Christian, you're not going to be a phony like what you see uh, throughout the world. Let him deny yourself the things of this world. In other words, your fun, fun, fun stuff. And take up his cross. Not your crown or a bundle of roses without thorns. And follow me. Do the things that I say. Don't be ashamed of the word of God as I am not ashamed of it. Four. Uh, verse 24, for whosoever will save his life. Oh, you phonies think you're saving your life. But the Lord says, if you're saving your life because you don't want to tell the truth, because you're ashamed of the truth, you're ashamed of me, you're ashamed of my words. Uh, if you're ashamed of me, if you're going to save your life by not dying out and denying yourself following the Lord, you're going to lose your eternal life. But whosoever will lose his life, the kind of life that you've been living all these years, and you're going to just save uh, your money and uh, your goods, and you're going to live the life of ease for my... If you don't lose it, but whosoever will lose that kind of life for my sake, the same shall uh, save your own life. For what is a man... Advantage if he gain the entire world, the whole world, and lose himself or be cast away. For whosoever shall be ashamed of me and of my words, of him shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he shall... Come in his own glory. I'm not coming in man's glory. I'm coming in my own glory. And in his father's. And that means glory. And of the holy angels. Okay, share in verse 27.
2: But I tell you of a truth. There be some standing here which shall not taste of death till they see the kingdom of God.
0: Okay, so some of them died after they saw the kingdom of God. So Jesus says the kingdom of God doesn't come uh, with observation because when we ask the Lord into our heart then the kingdom of God by the Spirit enters into our heart and uh, that's it. But but, uh, people may not see us raised from the dead. They may or may not, but Everyone then knew that Jesus raised from the dead. The tomb was empty and people saw him. And so so he says, but I tell you the truth, there be some standing here which shall not taste of death until they see the kingdom of God. Well, they saw that Jesus, what he preached, was true because he said he's going to be raised on the third day. He's going to be killed, murdered and uh, put in the grave, and then he's going to raise from the dead. And then in a company of over 500 people, they saw him ascending up into the kingdom of heaven. So they saw the kingdom of heaven before they died. Mm. He didn't say all of them would do it, but he said some of you. Amen? Amen. But I tell you the truth. There be some standing right here with me right now which shall not taste of death doesn't say you're not going to taste the death ever he says but you shall not taste the, the uh, of death till they see the kingdom of god so they saw the heavens opened up and take him into heaven amen? amen so they saw the kingdom of god amen, amen? amen. okay and then uh, verse 28 sharon
2: and it came to pass about in eight days after these sayings he took peter and john and james and went up into a mountain to pray verse 29 And as he prayed, the fashion of his countenance was altered, and his raiment was white and glistering. Verse 30, And behold, there talked with him two men, which were Moses and Elias. Verse 31, Who appeared in glory.
0: Okay, so right there it shows that Moses in the flesh never entered into the promised land. But here he was there in the spirit. It was his spirit that was there with Elijah. Okay, now it's showing that they both made it into the kingdom of heaven. Then what? Verse 31.
2: Who appeared in glory and spake of his decease, which he should accomplish at Jerusalem.
0: Now, I believe that both Moses and Elijah said, uh, Lord, if you," uh, he was really feeling like he didn't want to uh, uh, put up with the shame, he despised the shame of the cross. And so, I believe that Moses and Elijah came there and says, Lord... Uh, If you don't die, then even we will not be able to get into heaven. We're going to hell, even after we did everything that we did, to encourage him to do it, to go through with it. But verse 32.
2: But Peter and they that were with him were heavy with sleep. And when they were awake, they saw his glory and the two men that stood with him. Verse 33. And it came to pass as they departed from him, Peter said unto Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here, and let us make three tabernacles, one for thee, and one for Moses, and one for Elias, not knowing what he said. Verse 34 While he thus spake, there came a cloud and overshadowed them, and they feared as they entered into the cloud. Verse 35 And there came a voice out of the cloud, saying, This is my beloved Son, hear him.
0: Right, Uh, you don't pay any attention to Elijah and Moses so far as building tabernacles unto them or worshiping them. This is my beloved son. Okay, and then what did he say after that? This is my beloved son, and do what?
2: Hear him. Yeah,
0: hear him. Listen to him. Listen to him. Listen to the words in the Bible. Don't listen to the Antichrist that's telling you these things are uh, unlawful. That women should be married at puberty. That women cannot marry until they're 18 years old. The devil wants you all to be prostitutes. To go out. Or he wants you to become lesbians. Or uh, you men to become homosexuals. And they're trying to make it look in the media that it's cute to be one of them. And that it's chic to be one. You people are going to hell. Unless you repent. Can you repent? can you repent well the lord says you can but if you're so caught up into the world this present world you will not be able to enter heaven you're going to be burning in hell and chewing on your tongue and grinding your teeth for eternity don't you understand what eternity is it never ends then what
2: verse 36 and when the voice was passed jesus was found alone and jesus
0: t- alone praise god then what
2: and they kept it close And told no man in those days any of those things which they had seen. Verse 37. And it came to pass that on the next day, when they were come down from the hill, much people met him. Verse 38. And behold, a man of the company cried out, saying, Master, I beseech thee, look upon my son, for he is mine only child. Verse 39. And lo, a spirit taketh him, and he suddenly crieth out, and and it teareth him. That he foameth again.
0: This is the demon of epilepsy. And then what else?
2: And bruising him hardly departeth from him. Verse 40. And I besought thy disciples to cast him out, and they could not. Verse 41. And Jesus answering said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you and suffer you? Bring thy son hither. Verse 42. And as he was yet a coming, the devil threw him down and tear him. And Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit and healed the child and delivered him again okay, to his... Okay,
0: and Jesus is doing the same thing today. Amen? Amen. But you people have been brain damaged by the media and by the government and the Pope. The Pope runs the media and the government. The actual IRS is taking your billions of dollars and trillions of dollars and spending it uh, on foolish things, on wars, because Satan... The Bible says that Satan will make the earth a wilderness. He wants to kill all your children, murder them, and murder babies. This is doctrine that came out of the pit of hell. Okay, then what?
2: Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit and healed the child and delivered him again to his father. Verse 43. And they were all amazed at the mighty power of God. But while they wondered every one at all these things which Jesus did, he said unto his disciples... Verse 44, Let these sayings sink down into your ears, for the Son of Man shall be delivered into the hands of men. Verse 45, But they understood not this saying, and it was hid from them that they perceived it not.
0: Yes, but we have the word of God. Okay, then what?
2: And they feared to ask him of that saying. Verse 46, Then there arose a reasoning among them, which of them should be greatest. Verse 47, And Jesus, perceiving the thought of their heart, took a child and set him by him. Verse 48, and said unto them, Whosoever shall receive this child in my name, receiveth me. And whosoever shall receive me, receiveth him that sent me. For he that is least among you all, the same shall be great.
0: Okay. The ones that just die out to their own will and their own way of life, they will be great you are going to save their lives, their eternal lives. Well, my time is up, and we're going to continue, and then I'm going to bring a message revealing unto you who the, Holy, who the Antichrist is, so you can identify him without any shadow of doubt. But right now, uh, you want to be uh, in this multitude of people that are the body of Christ so that you're able to enter heaven. And that you're able to have all this power that the Lord uh, gives us. So just uh, the way to do that, to start out, is to say this prayer. Now remember, a lot of these disciples were just baby Christians, and yet they had all that power. So people shouldn't say, well, we have to be around for years uh, to have that power. We can have the power the minute that we accept Christ, because Christ is in us with his Father by the Spirit, and he said we do greater things than him so say this prayer say to the lord my lord and my god have mercy upon my soul a sinner i believe that jesus christ is the son of the living god and i believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins and i believe that you father god raised jesus from the dead by the power of the holy spirit you are the holy spirit not the holy ghost you're not a ghost you're the spirit I open the door of my heart, and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus. Come into my heart also, Father, Holy Spirit. All three of you are one. Wash all my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul. I know because your word says so. Your word says that all that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Therefore, I know that you have heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I am saved. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my eternal soul. Now just praise and thank the Lord. Raise your hands up and give glory to him. And read the King James Version. Not the new King James Version, but the old King James Version of the Bible from now on. And here's Sharon to tell all of you how to receive a copy of this program, number 605.
2: Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries. P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas 75505 or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370 or fax to area code 479-782-7406.
0: Well, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo saying tune in again tomorrow for another uh, spirit-filled instruction to... The kingdom of God. All right, here's the uh, former Alamo uh, Brothers Quartet. Only one of them is left. Three have fallen away. Uh, and their names have been blotted out of the Lamb's Book of Life. Here they are to sing for you Jesus did it all for me. It's called All for Me, All for You and Me. Go ahead.
1: Yeah!